All right, everyone. <clears throat> Thanks for joining once again for another community AMA. Um, let's see where to start. So I've been kind of sick the past week or so. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, sorry if my if if I'm not speaking as clearly as I normally do. My mind might be a little bit hazy still. Um, and, uh, yeah, my throat is kind of sore, but, uh, I'm, I'm on the path to getting better right now. So I don't think it'll be much of a problem. Probably. I wanted to do this AMA a little bit earlier in the week. Um, but yeah, doing it right before the end of this month. Um, speaking of the end of the month, we'll have the, um, the beacon, our monthly newsletter coming out very soon so look forward to that um but yeah let's get right into the questions so for those on twitter as usual we have people write questions in the ama questions channel on our discord so if you have any questions that's the best place to get them in if we ever get through all of them i can switch to um bringing people on stage on twitter but yeah, we're going to start with Discord. All right, so first question, we have Shardo asking, are any other partnerships on the horizon? It seems like we need three more Marinade partnerships until all the protocol-owned liquidity and Flare-owned liquidity is deployed, but we've run out of posit or options for the time being. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm not sure how much more exactly um, of idle liquidity that we have left to be deployed. Um, I think it's 2 million or less. Um, but yeah, we're going to need either some more partnerships in the turn in, in the form of, um, liquidity as a service, or we just need to open new pools and add liquidity to it. Um, or I guess a third option is, um, and this is uh, actually like a potential solution is that um, we add more liquidity to our existing pools. And this is relevant right now because we've been doing a lot of data analysis and uh, yeah, it, it might turn out that um, our pools can handle more liquidity. So that's also possible. So in terms of partnerships on the horizon, um, for what I hope are understandable reasons, we can't talk about partnerships before they actually happen. And they're never guaranteed until they actually happen anyways. <clears throat> um, but yeah, we are. there are some new pools on the horizon. Um, but the, the first ones that we'll be opening are probably market making as a service. So those, we won't be deploying new liquidity. It'll just be other protocols um, depositing their liquidity. <clears throat> um, but we do get the fees for those. So nevertheless, they're still, uh, quite good for us. Um, let's see. Yeah. So in terms of deploying our own liquidity, it's unclear. Um, like the timeline for that is unclear, but yeah. And um, 
like it's kind of so this is kind of awkward for me to talk about right now because um <laughs> it's like better if i can explain everything in detail and in the right order but basically we're looking at um, making a significant change to our market making infrastructure and if we were to do this which I'm, I'm not, I like this isn't the avenue for me to really be talking about it in detail like I'll be writing about it so please wait for that but if we are able to implement this new um, infrastructure for market making an improvement on the current one then we'd be able to open many, many more pools, um, even pools that we've shut down in the past, um, mainly because of both negative price action and also impermanent loss, which are actually separate things. Um, but because you can also have impermanent loss on the uh, upside as price goes up. But if you have a if you hold a token and it's going down in price and you're eating a ton of impermanent loss, then that that makes it even worse. So, but yeah, so this new mechanism, if it turns out it does work, then we'd be able to open, like for example, we'd be able to provide liquidity for Ray USDC, Serum USDC, uh, those kinds of things. <clears throat> um, but yeah, this is not like a guaranteed. Thing. It's something we're still looking into and testing. Obviously, like if that worked, that'd be really awesome and exciting. Um, but yeah, that's basically all I'm going to be saying about that right now. Because as I as I said earlier, like um, it, it's probably better to just like talk about it once I can explain like all the the data analysis and um, like logic that led up to this this structure that we're thinking about. So yeah, probably right now is not, not the time. <laughs> but yeah, like in terms of deploying liquidity, I think that's our best shot because not only would it enable us to deploy all our liquidity, it, it would take us way beyond that. So that'd be cool. All right, next question. Introvert Monkey asks, a bit curious about the current total VE Lefinity amount and total locked Lefinity amount. Is there any number at hand to share? Or is there any way we could check them before the dashboard comes or goes live? Yeah, so I think uh, I published both these numbers in the uh, the Beacon, our monthly newsletter. So actually, because uh, I read this before, in preparation, um, if you're on our Discord or uh, in the AMA questions channel, you can see that I posted a reply to this or a screenshot from the previous um, newsletter. And so a month ago, the total amount of Lefinity locked as VE Lefinity was about 18 million. And then the VE Lefinity supply was about 17.2 million. <clears throat> um... Yeah, so, and uh, let's see. So what you can see without our dashboard is the total amount of Lefinity locked as VE Lefinity. Um, and that you can, it's, it's simply the second largest um, account on Solana that holds Lefinity. So 
for example, um, you can just go to SoulScan or the bird's eye where you can see the price action of Affinity or any, any one of these sites that shows um, the top holders for various tokens. And the second largest holder has about 18% of the supply right now, which translates to about 18 million tokens uh, of Lifinity. So yeah, that, that's where you can see how much Lifinity is locked as VE Lifinity currently. Uh, what we're not, what you're not currently able to see is the VE Lifinity supply because um, the Lifinity locked as VE Lifinity, the amount of VE Lifinity that translates to depends on how long each Lifinity is locked for. And uh, yeah, right now it's mostly four-year VE Lifinity, which is why um, it's close to eight, 18 million, uh, about 17 million. And, uh, but yeah, not quite because there are also shorter lock periods, which means, yeah, there's going to be less. So that's something that we will have in our dashboard. Um, so yeah, you'll be able to track it there. Uh, let's see, did I answer that question in full? Yeah, I think I did. All right, next question. Let's see. All right, Henry asks, do you plan to help DeFi Llama to list Lifinity? I think this ranking is not really relevant for DEXs, but it's still a website where a lot of people looking to be aware of the projects running on Solana. Since we now have around 8.5 million TVL, this will allow us to be in the Solana top 30, which is a very good free exposure, and therefore a gain in visibility and credibility, which can allow new people to discover Lifinity. Yeah. So DeFi Llama wants us to provide, so yeah, we're in touch with them and they want us to provide a script that can uh, detect our TVL. So we're going to provide that to them soon. So yeah, we will be integrated with DeFi Llama soon. Yeah, it's, it's um, unfortunate that um, uh, the, the whole crypto space is still... Um, so fixated on the TVL figure because it loses so much nuance and especially in our case <laughs> where we're very capital efficient so like we don't need much liquidity but yeah you're probably right like at least it'll give us some exposure I mean but also like I, ho I hope it's good exposure because you know some people will be like oh look at this tiny protocol this tiny TVL <laughs> kind of misses the point, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we'll be integrated soon. Um, yeah, okay. Next question, Shardo asks, what percent of Lifinity's volume can be attributed to Jupiter? So once again, if you're on Discord, I have some screenshots. Um, so first of all, to see the total volume of Lifinity, uh, we will have this on our dashboard too, but right now you can see the 24 hour volume of Lifinity on SoulScan. So that's a soulscan.io slash AMM slash Lifinity. I think if you click on their DeFi tab, if I remember correctly, it'll take you there. Uh, yeah, so you can, uh, 
see our volume there. So that, that would be our total volume. And then if you go to Jupiter, it'll show you Lefinity's 24 hour volume. Um, so then uh, you can compare those two numbers and uh, yeah, find out what percent. So for, for example, in my screenshots, we have Lefinity has about 6.7 million of 24 hour volume. And on Jupiter, it's uh, 2.3 million. So approximately one third of Lefinity's volume is from Jupiter. And the rest is um, basically bots. So, and yeah, uh, we've heard from a Jupiter team member that they estimated about 70% of all the volume on Jupiter is arbitrage bots. So that um, sounds about right, I guess. Um, so like based on the calculation I just did, um, about two thirds or 67% is like volume native to our decks, or in other words, like, you know, people using our API. So uh, in all likelihood, arbitrage bots. And so, yeah, that matches well with the number, the estimate that the Jupiter team member gave us. So yeah. There is your answer. Let me take a sip. <clears throat> All right, Shardo asks, follow-up question. Any idea from where the rest of Lefinity's volume is coming from? I cannot think of any DEXs that are integrated exclusively with Lefinity. Yeah, so yeah, it's mostly just uh, people using our API to trade direct, directly through Lefinity rather than through Jupyter. Um, there's probably like a tiny bit of volume from uh, Prism, which is another aggregator, but much smaller than Jupyter. And uh, is there anything else? I can't remember, nothing major. So yeah, I guess the majority is arbitrage bots. Um, which makes sense um, because our prices, because it's based on the Oracle, is often diverging from the prices of like constant product market makers and stuff. But actually, like probably their volumes are like approximately the same, like 70% uh, arbitrage, if I had to guess. Actually, I guess I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyhow, let's see. All right, moving on, next question. Shardo asks, will increasing the number of people that know about or hold VE Lefinity matter to protocol profits? Uh, context, looking at SoulScan Lefinity, the Lefinity token has 928 holders. XLefinity has 372. Orca has 44K. Mango has 10k, Marinade has 28k. If tomorrow Lefinity were to be held by 10k holders, what are the potential pros that you can think of for the protocol beyond short-term price speculation on the tokens? All right, so starting with, does the number of people holding VE Lefinity matter to protocol profits? Um, the number of people does not 
the amount of VE Lafinity, total VE Lafinity does matter, of course, because it's distributed to VE Lafinity holders. So if there's more VE Lafinity, then uh, there's less profit per VE Lafinity held. Um, but it doesn't matter how many people that those VE Lafinity are distributed among. So, yeah. And then in terms of like the number of holders, um, you probably looked at some some on-chain explorer, like uh, Soul Scan. Oh yeah, you said Soul Scan. Yeah. So Lafinity has nine hundred and twenty-eight holders. So this is the number of holders for Lafinity the token, and it doesn't include VE Lafinity. In case that wasn't clear. So if you look at our VE IDO stats, you'll see that. Um, the total contributors, um, the number of wallets that participated in the VEIDO was 2,401. So that's probably a much better estimate for how many holders there are, uh, both Lifinity and VE Lifinity combined. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, so that's still a lot less than like what Orca or Mango or uh, Marinade has. Um, so let's see. So what are the pros that I can think of for the protocol beyond short-term price speculation on the tokens? Well, so, I mean, if you have a larger holder base then it's generally good for like uh, engagement, especially on Twitter, I think. Uh, like people will like and retweet your stuff and that just makes it more likely that even more people will see your stuff. <laughs> so there's that. Um, let's see. Uh, if you have a more diverse community, it's more likely that you'll get better ideas from your community. Um, so yeah, diverse viewpoints are definitely good. Um, I think those are the, the pros that I can think of beyond appreciation and token price. Um, yeah probably some others that I'm not thinking of, but yeah, that's what comes to mind right now. Uh, Henry says liquidity mining also increases the number of holders a lot. Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> like if you're doing liquidity mining, then uh, like uh, there will also be a bunch of mercenary holders. So yeah, it's it's like the number of holders, number of on-chain holders is not like a perfect indication of like how large your community is. And in fact, if you like look at the engagement that Lafinity's tweets and stuff get, I think it's like uh, often better than like some of these other projects with many more followers. I think part of that is due to like we also have our uh, NFT community right from the flares uh, and they've been with us from like months before 
we launched our token. So uh, in a sense, like our biggest fans. <clears throat> so yeah, they definitely have helped out on that front, which has always been great. <clears throat> um, yeah. So yeah. And so yeah, we don't have liquidity mining. So like the only way to get your hands on our tokens is basically just to buy them right now. And uh, like, it'll continue to be that way. Even after we start the uh, like selling discounted Lifinity for LP tokens, like you're still paying for the tokens, even if it's at, at a discount. So yeah, um, like I guess you could, you might consider that like a downside of avoiding liquidity mining is that fewer people get their hands on your tokens. But on the other hand, it just seems like kind of like a vanity metric because like if they're just getting their hands on your token to dump it, it's like, well, they're not your, like they don't really care about <laughs> uh, your protocol per se, <clears throat> only to use it in a mercenary way. So yeah, I think it's fine. Um, but yeah, all right, well, Looks like I've busted through the questions. Um, so yeah, I'll wait for more questions on Discord. In the meantime, if anyone on uh, Twitter would like to come on stage and ask a question, happy to bring you on. So just raise your hand uh, or request to speak. Usually when we start these AMAs, they start with like very few questions. Like there's only one or two, but uh, this time we had a ton of questions, but then I prepared well for them <laughs> with screenshots. Uh, and uh, yeah, we just busted through them. Anyhow, we have a DGen gent uh, came up to speak on Twitter. So uh welcome how's it going oh wait hold on um i often do this i uh <laughs> i have some earphones and uh yeah i need to make my phone uh disconnect it from my earphones so that i can point point the <laughs> the sound from my phone into the speaker so that it actually records Anyways, it uh, should be good now. So, uh, welcome, Dijon Gent. Hey, good morning. Uh, I just want to start it off. Um, I really like the protocol and everything you guys are, are doing. Um, I see Gaius is here. It's awesome. He's uh, He was one of the uh, first investors, the first person who actually got me into the project, uh, which is great. Um, I want to start it off with one question, simple question, see if other people want to ask as well. You know, sometimes one person has to ask and then the rest come in, come in and ask. Um, as far as when you get Lifinity and you buy Lifinity and you convert it into V Lifinity, um, I'm guessing every time you do that, you mint V Lifinity or is V Lifinity pre minted? And also, uh, so every time someone new buys uh, Lifinity, uh, that means that every time they convert into V Lifinity, the reward rewards are distributed amongst everybody, the 
like with the new Filipinity that was locked in. So it's less than before, or um, or is it a different mechanism? I just don't don't get that exactly. Sure. So um, regarding whether VE Lafinity is newly minted or not, so VE Lafinity actually isn't an SPL token, which is like the most common standard for tokens on. Oops, sorry. Uh, for tokens on Solana, it's basically like an ERC20, but Solana's version of that. And uh, so it's not one of those. Um, so uh, VE Lafinity can't be transferred. You won't see it in your wallet. You can only see it in uh, our website, the interface. Um, but ba but like that's just like backend stuff. It's not like important exactly. Um, so yeah, the correct way to think about it is yes. So when you do lock Lafinity, it's as if we're minting this new token, VE Lafinity. And uh, then as you unlock, your VE Lafinity starts to decay. It just gradually disappears. Um, as your Lafinity tokens unlock and you get access to those. Um, yeah. And then, so I kind of misunder or didn't understand uh, the second part of your question. So can you repeat that? So let's say right now, you have, I think you're, uh, what's, uh, I think it's a hundred million, the amount, the, the max supply on the affinity rate. Yes. Okay. So if right now, let's say only 50% of those, or let's say 10% of those, so 10 million actually, uh, converted into V affinity or locked for four years, um, you have uh, the rewards are distributed among those who have V affinity. So a hundred percent of, let's say $160,000 which is what uh, some of the graphics say, um, will be distributed amongst the people who have Bilivinity. Or every time someone locks in new Bilivinity uh, and changes into Bilivinity, so that gets distributed among more people. I'm guessing that's how it is, right? So it's not like you have all minted and then you're, you know, whatever people have not exchanged into Bilivinity, maybe the protocol gets, you know? Is it, is it like that? I'm guessing like, Every time someone mints a change, locks new, uh, it gets distributed among more people. And so it, uh, the split is different, right? Yeah. So the way it works is um, <clears throat> we take snapshots on an hourly basis of how much VE Lafinity people have. So um, like when people mint, uh, quote, mint VE Lafinity, uh, nothing happens like at those times. We just um, every hour we look on the blockchain, see like who has how much VE Lafinity, take that snapshot. And then <coughs> uh, once a month, we take the average of all those snapshots um, to see how much of the rewards each person should get. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have one last question. Uh, so, one of the things that I finally uh, I, I'm only token holder and I'm not the NFT holder. And so, uh, for you, you here is crypto. See, I'm thinking, have you guys, are you, are you guys considering making, I don't know, an APB found through Sonar or some of these, uh, you know, data aggregators where you can actually like search for your wallet and remember you actually have liquidity because if I forget, like if I do lock it up for four years and then I'm, I come back and I'm like, oh, let's look in the sonar. I will not see it there. 
Um, is there a way for you guys to like be integrated into some of these places where you can actually find what's on your wallet and know that there's Affinity there? Or are we like always going to be like, we have to remember like we have Affinity locked up forever, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely possible. So it, it's basically just a matter of like uh, whether other protocols are willing to like put in the work to make that integration happen. Um, that, Cause like, uh, yeah, our VE, our, <laughs> excuse me, our VE Lefinity is a, like a special form of a token. Um, so it's just a question of like whether they'd be willing to detect that. And I think they will be um, partially just cause we're getting bigger, but also because like we didn't do like a totally custom contract. Like we're using Tribeca, which is actually uh, fairly commonly used. Um, like for example, there's like VE Saber or VE Port, or like, I think there's a few others. Um, so I think it would make sense for them, Sonar for example, to start detecting these VE tokens. Um, as, as they become more common, like there's gonna be more demand for it. So yeah, I think like they will start doing this for sure. Uh, but yeah, I don't know when. Um, we'll see. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if other people are getting it, or other protocols are just doing it with BE, in the same way you guys are doing it, then they for sure will integrate it. I, I was just worried, because if I, I forget, I'm just like, four years later, I'm like, wait, I don't have the affinity. What the hell? <laughs> like, I kind of forget always that I have that in there. I, I always come back to buy a little bit more, but I mean, this is now, but what if, like, you know, I get busy and I don't, uh, I'm not able to, you know, and I come back in four years, check Sonar, it's not there, and then forget forever. But yeah. yeah. I appreciate all, all, all your answers, and I really like the project that you guys are doing. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And yeah, I definitely appreciate the, uh, the concern you have. Like, I have similar concerns about, like, some NFTs I have staked, because that also, like, doesn't show in your wallet. <laughs> So if I, I like forget that I have those yeah, staked, like I'll just never claim it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, thanks for your questions, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. All right. Um, all right. Cool. So we have some more questions back on Discord. It looks like. Um, if anyone has any more questions on Twitter, just raise your hand. I'll get to you uh, after I get through the Discord questions. In the meantime, uh, Henry asks, liquidity binding... Oh, wait, no, we, have, we already covered this. <laughs> Fast Turtle asks, what are some short-term plans and long-term plans for the project? I'm guessing some have been mentioned in the AMA already. Appreciate it. Okay, so let's see. Short-term plans, uh, more pools. I mean, I guess that's also long-term plans. It's kind of vague. <laughs> um, Medium-term plans, like one uh, came to mind, is uh, volatility-adjusted fees. Uh, we have an article on that if you want to dig more deeply into what that's about. Um, we have the dashboard, which is like a short to long-term plan because we're going to be adding things incrementally. Um, I think our first version of it is going to be soon. Uh, what else do we have? 
uh, yeah, we have this new structure for the decks that we're considering that I mentioned near the beginning of the AMA. That's medium term, I guess. Um, let's see. I feel like there's a few more short term things that are not coming to mind. Uh, yeah, I can't recall at the moment. Uh, long term. Let's see. Yeah, medium to long term. One thing is the uh, selling discounted Lifinity for LP tokens, building out that smart contract and the front end for it. <clears throat> um, and the bribing and the audit and the open source. Those are like medium to long term. Um, then maybe like super long term possibly is uh, going cross-chain, but I mean, yeah, it's super long-term, if ever. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, those are some things, definitely not all. I, I uh, can't think of everything immediately, but yeah, those are some of them. Okay, now that we have set up, uh, Epromino asks, now that we have set up the MSOL USDC pool, does that mean, hold on, does that mean we should also start receiving uh, MNDE from Marinade liquidity gauges? Currently, our pool isn't listed on Tribeca. And should we use our 2 million locked MNDE to vote for our pool? We should be earning around 1.5k mnde per day with that vote yeah so i asked about um how to get listed on tribeca uh, in the liquidity gauges and they sent me a form which we filled out so now we're just waiting to be added which will probably be soon i assume <coughs> and uh let's see yes we will use the locked MNDE tokens to vote for our pool. So, and then we will take those MNDE rewards and uh, relock them at least for the first year, uh, maybe longer. So yeah, we'll be growing our MNDE stack, which is dope. Um, relatedly, I know you're not asking about this, but uh, we can also vote for um, validator gauges. So for those who don't know, um, I believe, so, uh, you can, we can also use our MNDE to vote for, um, which validators that Marinade should distribute its stake to. And, uh, the more stake you have as a validator, the more, uh, sole staking rewards you receive. So validators want MNDE or rather, uh, soul staked to their validator. And uh, I think uh, MNDE votes control 15% of the total stake on Marinade. I think I could be wrong on that. Um, but yeah, so there's like a few options for like how we could do that or yeah. Um, 
So one is, and uh, we've kind of been talking about this in the Marinade forums, or not forums, they're uh, Discord for those interested. The governance chat, maybe, or the validator chat, I forgot. Um, but let's see. So one idea is for us to just vote for people that the Marinade community recommends we vote for. Um, so like two people were mentioned to us that like we could vote for. Um, so that's one option. Another option is uh, some of you know that Lifinity, the Lifinity team members have their own validator that they've been running for a long time. And uh, so yeah, we could vote for that. And then that would give uh, that validator extra soul rewards. And then we could use those soul rewards for uh, some purpose that benefits um, Marinade. So for example, one would be to like create a mSoul soul pool and just add liquidity to it. Um, and it would be like pretty gradual, I'm sure. But yeah, I could slowly build up. Another one would be to just use the soul to buy more MNDE and just add it to our stack, our locked stack. <coughs> uh, another idea would be to create an mSoul USDT pool and add liquidity to that. Um, yeah, so those are some options. And, uh, I've uh, mentioned them on the Marinade Discord. Some, uh, I haven't heard too much response to it, so I'm still kind of waiting to see like what the Marinade community thinks. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, also curious to hear what you guys think. Um, yeah, so uh, let me know what you think. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe there's some other options I haven't thought of too. So if you have any ideas, let us know. Uh, let me take a sip again. Starting to feel it in my throat, all this talking, <laughs> plus my recovering sore throat. Uh, let's see. Okay. So next question, we have Gaius greetings from France. Uh, wait, uh, wow, I can't even think of the French greeting. Shame on me. <laughs> uh, oh, well. <laughs> Bonjour, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, Gaius asks, any big revenue drivers on the horizon in the coming 60 to 90 days or so? Uh, and then in parentheses, seems covered, never mind. Yeah, yeah, I guess we kind of peripherally talked about some things. Um, I mainly like partnerships, if and when those happen, and then also uh, like a big change to our market-making infrastructure, if that happens, uh, needs testing as always. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think those are the big ones. 
I guess like another potential one is like just an increase in volume. Like volume is pretty low. Um, actually, if people noticed this month, volume on Jupiter was like two thirds of what it was last month. And yet our profit um, increased, what was it, by like 20% or something, uh, which is pretty great uh, considering that volume went down. So I think if volume now went up, like, uh, yeah, I mean, like, so basically, like, if bull market returns and, like, volumes go parabolic, that could also mean our revenue goes uh, parabolic. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, can't bet on that, of course. <laughs> All right. Epromino says, Soju recently hinted of an upcoming DEX isolated pool where Lefinity will be listed alongside Ray, Orca, Serum, Rin, and possibly GMT from Stepin. Would the <coughs> would the protocol be providing some Lefinity as a deposit for the pool? I'd assume not. Yeah, so yeah, I I believe that is going to happen, a DEX pool. Um and uh whether we provide Lefinity or not, uh we certainly could because we have a bunch of uh, bought back Lefinity and also just like a ton of Lefinity in our treasury. Um, but yeah, obviously, if you're going to do that, it would go through a vote first. I think the considerations around that, basically, it's uh, like... So the risks, I guess, are that... Uh, like uh some kind of insolvency um and we lose our affinity um i don't think that's particularly high that risk um other one i guess is that people can short affinity because now they can borrow and then sell which <coughs> to me seems fine like it's not going to hurt the protocol in any way except to temporarily lower price. Um, yeah. And then uh, the the upside is that we could potentially earn some revenue from lending out our Lefinity. Um, but yeah, I, I assume that's like not going to be amazing either. Like there's probably very little <laughs> demand to short Lefinity, right? So... Um, yeah, it's probably like not a big deal either way, whether we do or don't, <coughs> excuse me, deposit to the pool. But, uh, yeah, it's potentially an option. Um, I think first, like just, just, uh, have the pool be opened, uh, wait to see like if anyone else provides Lefinity. And then, especially if, like, no one does, then possibly it makes more sense to, um, for us to provide some. Uh, yeah, I guess those are my thoughts on it. But, yeah, those are just my thoughts. People, uh, the community could think differently, of course, so.
All right. <clears throat> okay. Credence asks, what's the view on competing for more volume in the long run? I'm guessing it will generate more profitability once the fees normalize. Realizing that volume is down from previous months, though profitability is at a record high. Mario from Pith, from Pith here. Love you guys very much. Oh, hey, Mario. We love Pith too. Uh, we could not function without Pith, so... <laughs> we definitely need Pith. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, so competing for more volume in the long run. Uh, so, like, so in in my view, there's like volume can be broken up into two sections. One of them we're competing for, and one of them we're not. So the volume that we are competing for is non-arb trades. Um, so basically just like any retail uh, trades, and especially when price is not moving, or it's like relatively stable. Um, in that case, it's simply a matter of like who is providing the deepest, most concentrated liquidity. And we are, as far as I know, like always able to win on that front. Um, and if we're not winning, it's probably an indication that our fees are too high for a pool. Um, and like not really an indication that like we're lacking liquidity or concentration. Um, let's see. So, yeah. So in terms of like competing for that, I think, so for example, I think, so the most complicated, um, protocol to compete with is Serum because they're, they have professional market makers and, uh, the, their liquidity comes and goes like, it's very inconsistent. Um, sometimes a market maker will just come in and like start providing very deep liquidity. And actually that's like something we're seeing right now where like a month ago, um, or maybe it was a little bit before, maybe like two months ago, I can't re remember exactly, but like, uh, a lot of liquidity was pulled from serum. Like it suddenly became shallow. And that's part of the reason why we raised fees from 0.04% to 0.12% because we no longer needed to compete with um, these very aggressive market makers on Serum. Um, at, le at least that was part of the reason. That's not the only reason for raising the fees. Um, market making profit is also was also a consideration in that. But yeah, so, but yeah, that like recently that seems to have been changing a bit. Um, we've seen some of the market makers coming back and uh, providing aggressive liquidity for certain pairs. So um, we may need to adjust our fees again. Um, so yeah, like that, uh, like back to your question, like that's the part where I'd say we're 
especially competing for where it's like are we always at the top of the book on at least one side of the trade uh, so like for sole usdc um, are we always the best buy or sell at least one of those at all times like that's kind of what we want to accomplish in terms of providing liquidity um roughly speaking <laughs> um so but yeah the the volume that we're not competing for as i said is the arbitrage volume because like basically this takes two dexes to do right it's like they're arbitraging between lifinity and orca or radium or aldrin or whatever <laughs> And uh, most of this ARB volume, like, we're going to um, naturally capture because um, the prices on constant product market makers or concentrated liquidity market makers, they're basically very highly correlated. They're, like, essentially all the same between all the DEXs. Um, but we're different because our price is uh dependent on the pith oracle and so when the oracle price moves suddenly we're the only decks that has a different price from everyone else so naturally all the arbitrage trades are occurring between lifinity and some other decks so uh yeah it's like we have no competition for that you know in fact it's like kind of symbiotic where um both us and another dex gets a volume um yeah so let's see and then you said i'm guessing it will generate more profitability once the fees normalize um what do you mean by fees normalizing um i mean like as far as i know like both protocols and serum are like constantly changing fees so it feels like we're constantly adapting uh yeah let's see oh credence is typing um let's see <laughs> uh i read that uh henry wrote nice accent with crying tears of joy emoji <laughs> jerk <laughs> uh <laughs> let's see credence says normalize as in not increasing or decreasing fees in the future yeah i don't know i mean so like i think ideally if we could so once we implement volatility adjusted fees hopefully that kind of um accounts for all cases so like in theory the way it would work is like something like uh in a state where the market is relatively stable we have 0.04 percent or something like that and with that fee we beat even the aggressive serum market makers so it's like we're, we're just beating everyone in that case like we have, we have the best price at least on one side of the book and then when the market is volatile we adjust our fees now it's like much higher say i, I don't know if it will go this high but like 0.12 percent and <clears throat> um and like the, the 
And so like compared to normal times, we would have worse prices than serum market makers, but those market makers also make similar adjustments. Um, as price becomes more volatile, they uh, widen their spreads. So then even 0.12% is still better than them. Uh, so yeah, ideally, yeah. Volatility adjusted fees can account for like it's basically like a way of automatically adjusting the fees rather than like the team doing it manually based on like the changing conditions that we observe. Because obviously, like that's a lot slower, right? Like doing it manually. If we could do it algorithmically, that would be beautiful. Of course, the tricky part is how to determine the volatility. So, yeah, that's what we're working on. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Okay. Your promino asks, if we'd ever create an MSOL USDT pool, I assume it would be using our own PLL without any liquidity as a service deal attached to it. I mean, if our custom Oracle for MSOL is good, I'm sure some would be interested to become LPs for that pool. How would you set up the MSOL USDT pool and how far would it be? Um, honestly, not sure. Like this is, I haven't thought about this at all, but yeah, I think uh, providing our own liquidity could make sense. I'm not sure. I think we first have to observe like the MSOL USDC pool and how that does. Um, but yeah, I, I agree that there probably will not be a liquidity as a service deal attached to it. Um, like we already built the Oracle and the MSOL USDT would like, uh, yeah, basically use the same Oracle and just combine it with USDT. So, <clears throat> Um, yeah, but yeah, if we were to use our own funds to provide liquidity for it, then yeah, it carries the same risk as like MSOL USDC. So yeah, that's why I say we would first want to observe how the MSOL USDC pool is doing. But yeah, TLDR, I'm not sure, haven't really thought deeply about it. Uh, Jay Sweats, shit, I gotta go. Will this be posted on Spotify, please? Um, yeah, as always, uh, we always uh, post this as a video on YouTube and also as a podcast, which you can download on your favorite podcasting app. I believe we have them all covered. Uh, Promino asks, when will the next Beacon be released? It's about time, right? Yeah, I will probably start... Um, adding or like screenshotting the the necessary data like right after uh, this AMA um, and uh, yeah do some writing for it and then probably post it tomorrow I think so yeah very soon white turtle bill asks do you think we've seen the bottom of the bear yet <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> um, I am macro ignorant, totally dependent on these Twitter people. 
to tell me it's going to happen. Um, also, by no means a good trader. So, I, I literally have no opinion. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. Uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry for the disappointing answer. <laughs> uh, Fast Turtle asks, in the never-ending question of Flare versus Token, oh, but wait, hold on. We, we have a command now. I just, uh, inputted it into the, uh, the channel. Exclamation point compare. And now, uh, if anyone asks, you can just reply with this. It'll show you some differences between flares and tokens. Anyways, back to your question. You can get both, right? Staked flares earn Lefinity, and those can be converted. And then you get flare appreciation benefits too. Sorry, this is probably obvious. Um, yeah, I mean, why not? You can get both, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's permissionless after all. So yeah, if you stake your flares, you can earn Lefinity, and you can lock your Lefinity or uh, sell it for X Lefinity, if that's cheaper. <laughs> and uh, let's see, you can get the flare appreciation benefits. Um, yeah, I mean, you just hold your flare and uh, we work the buybacks. So yes, you can. Uh, you can absolutely have both. Have your cake and eat it too. Is that is that does that apply here? Anyways, <laughs> uh, okay. Epromino asks, are you planning to set up the Lefinity buyback bot to start buying back X Lefinity anytime soon? Do you have any time frame for it? Yes. So we're actually working on this different bot at the moment, but yeah, I've mentioned this to Luffy so. Uh, it's like next in line. Um, the other bot, uh, let's see, what was it doing? I think it was testing the new infrastructure thing I was talking about. Uh, I can't remember. But yeah, like I'm actually, I think I'm the person who's like most stoked for um, the X Lefinity buybacks plus the Lefinity X Lefinity pool. <laughs> I think about it so often because I think like there's actually a ton of value to be captured that currently is being leaked to um, the liquidity providers on Serum, which is fine, you know, because like those are like community members basically. But there's just a, such a huge spread between Xlefinity and Lefinity, like right now, for example. The protocol would be buying back X Lefinity instead of Lefinity. And uh, it's so much cheaper, so we get to buy back that much more. So I'm stoked for it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, not too much longer, I believe. Uh, Follow-up question. Would the X Lefinity buyback bot be set up prior to or at the same time as the Lefinity X Lefinity pool creation. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it would be at a similar time. Um, 
I yeah, I don't know. I was going to say I assume, but I actually don't know. I assume um setting up the bot to also buy Xfinity is pretty simple because like the logic is pretty straightforward. Um and then the the pool thing it's like it's a front end problem where um right now it can only handle stablecoin denominated pools USD denominated pools um and so they need to make some changes so they can handle like Lifinity, Xlifinity, for example, and others as well. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't like fully understand that. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been told. So yeah, I'm, I'm really hyped for it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Those are all the questions so far. All right, no speakers on Twitter. If anyone has questions, feel free to um, raise your hand or whatever. Are you guys enjoying all my sniffling <laughs> and coughing? Um, one thing I've been thinking about, I've mentioned in the past, is uh, using the buyback funds slightly differently. So right now it's totally like all for buybacks. Um, a, another potential option would be to use half of the buyback fund for buybacks and then pair the bought back Lifinity with USDC and then add that as liquidity to our pool. Um, so this would have less of a price increase effect, but it would have a liquidity increasing effect. So that's a trade-off. I've been thinking about it, pros and cons of that. Would be uh, Curious to see some community discussion on that. Anyone has thoughts? Might eventually put up a proposal for that. All right, Promino says, the last time when Soland had a problem with the USDC whale, we had to withdraw our deposit. Is there <clears throat> any update to the undeployed POL FOL? Well, uh, if you recall, we made a vote where we were like, should we pull our liquidity from, uh, well, I think we, the team had already decided to pull it from Soland for safety. Then we asked, uh, should we pull it from Francium as well? Then everyone voted yes. And, uh, yeah, and part of that vote was we said, if we do decide to do it, then we're not going to deposit anywhere ever again until we just deploy it because yeah like we can't be doing this like every time there's like some kind of scary 
feeling event in the ecosystem and just like depositing and withdrawing and uh yeah doing it over and over and uh yeah so the, the community d decided to withdraw it so now it's just sitting in our uh, wallet until we deploy it uh, since then we've deployed to i think the pools we deployed to are the uh, ST Sol USDC and MSOL USDC. So it's like 2 million in total. And uh, yeah, so the update we uh, provided a spreadsheet of like all our assets a couple weeks ago or so, I think. And after that, I think, I think it was after that, we deployed to MSOL USDC. So basically just like subtract 1 million from the undeployed uh, protocol-owned liquidity and flare-owned liquidity in, the, in their pro-rata proportions. And like that's your answer for the update of the undeployed funds. Uh, hope that makes sense. And uh, yeah, later... The plan is to just like have all our liquidity um, on the dashboard so you don't have to keep asking. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, like eventually like this undeployed funds thing will not exist. You know, all our funds will be deployed. And then if we ever need new funds, we just raise it by selling the Elifinity or something. So yeah, look forward to that day. <laughs> when, let's ask the bot. What does the bot say? The bot says when Solana flips Ethereum. <laughs> Uh, Incognico asks, are you really the head of the Quick E-Mart? I have no idea what that is. Is this like a D's things? <laughs> like, what's D's? D's nuts? Is this like one of those? What is Quick E-Mart? Uh, White Turtle Bill asks, given the trouble we've had in the past opening new pools, are we just waiting for more on-chain volume to show up? So, no. Uh, I mean, that could solve the problem, potentially. I don't know if you're here for the beginning of the AMA, but I kind of talked about a new market-making infrastructure that we're working on that is not... Uh, I mean, like, it's still not 100% that it'll work, but we're looking into it. So if that thing works out, then uh, we would be able to open new pools, uh, even if they are lacking in volume by current standards. So, for example, we'd be op able to open pools for, like, Ray USDC or CRM USDC, like ones that we'd, ha we'd, we'd had to close before. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, many more pools too. Um, so 
yeah, that'd be really cool. So that's something we're looking into. It would definitely enable us to scale um, a lot more, a lot quicker. So yeah, uh, I'll write about that more when the time is right. So stay tuned. <laughs> uh, Promino asks, a couple of months ago, you mentioned that the team was working on a custom Oracle for USDH. Is there any update on it? I wonder when we can have a sole USDH pool. Yeah, so from what I can tell, uh, the Hubble team lost interest in it. So, uh, yeah, like that's all I know. Like I, I asked them a few times if they'd be interested and uh, they, didn't, they didn't give a clear no, but they... Uh, I think the last time I asked, they didn't respond. So, yeah, either they're like unsure or are not interested. I don't know which. So, yeah, I mean, like, still a possibility, maybe, but don't count on it, I guess. On the other hand, there is a different partnership that uh, won't be like uber surprising, but that you probably didn't expect. So, and like it'll be similar to a sole USDH. Yeah, just a different flavor. <laughs> so, yeah, stay tuned for that. <laughs> well, the questions have run dry. The time is one, 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 one for me, at least. Um, any more questions? I'm almost out of water for my dry, dry throat. All right. Henry says, I think also to hedge and ratio finance because they're doing liquidity mining on their stablecoin USDC pools. True. Yeah. Uh, let's see, have I reached out to them? I guess, uh, yeah, actually, when we first announced liquidity as a service and market making as a service, they, uh, they may not have been as liquid as they are now. Yeah, they probably have increased their liquidity a lot since then, which is maybe why I haven't reached out to them. Yeah, that's a good point. And I should definitely reach out to them. Um, noted. Thank you, sir. Uh, where are you that it's 1111? LOL. Well, Detective Stabler, 
you call yourself a detective and you're you're not even willing to put in the work to figure out where one 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 is laugh my fucking ass off <laughs> well <laughs> um yeah i guess uh <laughs> that was good sir indeed you've you've been owned <laughs> um yeah i think uh i think uh we've uh covered all the questions it looks like so unless there's a final question by a promino i'm gonna shut the shit down on these clowns can I get a witness? Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> hopefully you know that reference. Uh, okay. Depromino says, when will you be updating us on the results of the fees testing? I noticed that the Seoul USDC pool has a 0.13% fee, where all the other non-stable pools still have 0.12% fees. I wonder when we can go as high as radium, 0.25%. Okay, so the fees, basically, um, I'm not sure if there's anything worth updating on. Like, nothing, like, super insightful, except to say that, like, zero, like, uh, the fees are what they are to maximize profit. Um, so some things that I'm working on right now on writing up is more around our investigation into market making profit. And market making profit tends to be much more complex, uh, which is why I'm writing about it to explain it. Um, the fees, <clears throat> like fees, it's basically you're trying to maximize the fee times volume. And uh, like basically you can just, you know, incrementally increase fees until the, uh, the profit, the total trading fees starts to decrease. And so in that sense, it's like not super interesting. Um, whereas market making profit, it's, um, influenced by many more factors, which makes analyzing it much more complex and, uh, and is also mainly what inspired us to start considering this new market making infrastructure that I keep referencing. Um, because the main thing it solves is this market making profit thing. Um, so actually, I'll, I'll write about this more later, but recently we've, we've been seeing more um, MEV on Solana. Um, like within the past month or two, I think. It's been like increasing significantly, or at least that is our hypothesis. There's like, like no way to prove it per se, I guess, but based on like our market making profit, 
we believe that's what's happening. Um, and the presence of like so many arbitragers and like um, arbitragers aggress uh, arbitraging aggressively actually turns out like it's not great for us. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's probably. <laughs> It's probably just better that I explain this in writing, uh, both so that I can organize my thoughts and present present them to you in the most organized way, and also have like images to accompany them. Um, yeah, so I'm working on that. But yeah, yeah. So the <laughs> TLDR, the market making profit stuff is much more interesting which is what I'm working on updating you guys on. Uh, fees, not really much to say beyond, like we're just trying to maximize and the numbers you see are what they've ended up being, at least for the time being. Uh, they could change soon because we've began seeing changes in the serum market makers, like I mentioned. <coughs> uh, when will we go as high as radium? <laughs> Probably never. Um, yeah, so like one way we could do that is like, so if we doubled our fee, but at the same time we doubled our liquidity or we doubled our concentration, um, like that's one way where we could like maintain the same level of liquidity in terms of like the prices we're offering and yet have double the fee. So the question might be, well, we have this uh, undeployed liquidity. Why don't we do that? And the answer to that is market making profit. And the fact that we're limited by the total amount of volume on Solana. And so what I'm getting at is say we doubled our fee and then uh, also doubled our liquidity, for example. Uh, the problem with that is now it's much harder for us to rebalance our pools because we need twice the amount of volume to rebalance our pools. And uh, often there, there won't be enough. There's not enough organic trading volume happening uh, so that our, our rebalancing can't happen effectively uh, basically happens like too slowly and so this has a negative effect on mmp and so that's why it's not so straightforward as simply increasing fees and increasing liquidity or increasing fees and increasing concentration um yeah so when will we be as high as radium <laughs> Uh, maybe never. The The main um, determinant is probably market makers on Serum, which, uh, yeah, I don't know if those are predictable, really. They, they come and go, the market makers. Um, and it's also dependent on pairs. Like, some pairs have aggressive market makers. Some pairs uh much less so um so yeah
anyways, yeah, I'll talk about these topics more in future announcements or articles. So stay tuned for those. But first, gotta write the beacon. And, uh, yeah. I hope that satisfactorily, or, or uh, I hope that satisfactorily answers your questions. I have, I hope those answers to your questions were satisfactory. There we go. <laughs> that sounds better. Um, Kamino is typing. Oh, it's a thank you. All right. In that case, it looks like we made it. So that'll be it for today. Thanks for the great questions, everyone. Uh, let's see. Anything else I'm missing? I think I think I, I said everything. I think I may have said too much. <laughs> Leaked all the secret information. <laughs> nah. Um yeah, yeah, I guess I, I'm done. I'm done. Now I'm just mumbling, or rambling, rather. Anyways, thanks for coming, guys. Uh, I enjoy these, as always, even though my throat doesn't <laughs> at the moment. Um, yeah, so I'll see you guys around, and uh, look forward to the beacon. Cheers.